welcome to another episode of the Making Sense Podcast. We back, we back, baby. Peace out, everyone. So, how have you been? Been good. How have you been? Been good. Yeah. So, yeah, today's just Frank and I. Yeah. We got Sam and Jerome in here in spirit. Yep, as as per usual, someone whoever's missing is always there in spirit. So That's it's it. actually always four of us. <laughs> That's what's up. So, um, it's been a while. It has. Right? We needed. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We did need a little yeah. bit of a break. We, we took a summer break. Yeah. And now we're back. Um, it's 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 actually a lot of work. That a lot of people don't realize, but yeah, doing this all year throughout the whole year every week it, it yeah yeah this is coming up to our second year we're nearly at our 100th episode yeah so it's it's a lot for us so i think every year now in the summer we'll take we'll have a summer break i don't know how long or but how they wouldn't really feel it because we only missed what two weeks of oh is, is it only two it weeks? was only two weeks of episodes that we didn't drop well we got messages <laughs> <laughs> yeah we hey, did get some messages where's, like, where where's are the you next guys? episode <laughs> well it's it's coming it's here it's here so yeah um yeah. I hope you didn't miss us too much. Yeah, but I you hope know. you didn't go to another podcast while <laughs> you were gone. Better come back. Uh-huh. So today we'll be touching up on um, employment, i.e. the labor market. So just anything that you can... Uh, firstly, why people look at employment data, why politicians look at it, why economists look at employment data, what it tells them, um, the information they gain from it, and yeah, just why it's important, I guess. Yeah, but before we get into that, you know, the famous disclaimer, please always remember we are not registered financial advisors, so the information we provide for you is just food for thought, and please make sure you do your research or consult a professional where necessary. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Because we're not liable for any losses that you make. You heard. But if you do make gains and you want to share it, (laughs) we're we're liable for that. (laughs) 5%. (laughs) Yeah, we're happy to take that um yeah so 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 actually what i kind of had the idea because i look at employment data at work a lot Mm -hmm. so last week i got last week i thought actually so okay firstly every month employment data comes out in the u.s it's a really big deal so in the u.s so in the u.s because the u.s is such a big part of the global economy Mm -hmm. whatever the u.s does kind of impacts everyone else in Mm -hmm. the rest of the Mm -hmm. world so most investment professionals, economists, they always want to know what's the employment data in the U.S. And in the U.S. it comes out. So every every first week in the month, you get the data for the month just gone. So on Friday, we got the data for August. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. So they, they, and it always comes out on a Friday and it's called non-farm payrolls. So it looks Is it at download, download, downloadable on Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. If you there's a if you put in NFP Friday and non-farm payrolls, there's loads of stuff on it and loads of stuff on Twitter as well. Oh, okay. If you do hashtag NFP or not, not yeah hashtag NFP or non-farm payrolls. Um. So yeah, it, it comes out and the data that comes out, it's basically they do a survey. So they survey households and they survey companies and ask them. Basically, that basically they they asking them how many people have you employed this month. So sorry, mm. how many people are employed this month? What's the total number? So obviously they compare it to the previous month, the previous years, whatever. The data goes all the way back to 1950. Is it on specific organizations or? So they they um they have a so it's always a sample of different sectors. Oh okay. Yeah, and then yeah you have different sectors, the government. Then you have um. Broadly speaking, you have manufacturing and non-manufacturing. So anything like services, like I don't know, um, 
or services like financial services or mm-hmm. real estate something like that those are all services and then you have manufacturing which is actually production of stuff like steel companies okay. factories that kind of stuff so they 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 gain these numbers from these organizations and they put it so one's called the establishment survey and the other one is called the household survey and what they're what they're meant to be doing is just given the the bls the bureau of labor statistics basically an oversight of where the economy is in the u.s and when these numbers come out when the employment number is really big i.e this month there was a large number of people that found jobs compared mm-hmm. to last month okay. it's seen as a positive thing mm-hmm. so if that happens stocks might go up stocks might okay. rally right stock market might do well for example um so it's um that's that's the u.s one anyway so mm-hmm. i was looking at that and that's what gave me the idea to be doing this there's something similar for the uk as well which basically tells you the same thing but they they usually use slightly different i don't know slightly different methodologies or calculations of how to do it but it tells you the same story and they use the same methods such as manufacturers yeah non-manufacturers okay. yeah they do <coughs> um so yeah so one of the reasons also i wanted to do it is if if you guys listen to our episode on leading indicators or economic indicators we said that there were ones that were lagging i.e you see the data now but it's actually telling you something that has happened already mm. then you had the f- uh, leading one which you see the data now and it kind of predicts what's going to happen and then you have the ones which are like it happens you see the data now and it's happening now okay so employment data is is a lagging or sometimes some people say also a coincidence indicator so it's, it, it, it doesn't tell you anything about the future. It tells you something about the current state of the economy. Okay, so that's one reason a lot of economists look at employment data. Um, let's just say, for example, someone thought that the U.S. was in a recession. Yeah. Or last month or last two months, they, they thought the U.S. was in a recession. Mm-hmm. And then employment data comes out today and it's really low or it's even negative. That can kind of confirm what they're thinking. So you look at employment data to confirm something rather than for it to tell you what's going to happen in the future. So it's a lagging confirmatory indicator in a sense. So that's why it's important to economists and financial services people. And um, just also back to these organizations that they interview, they obviously can't interview every single company in the US, right? Mm -hmm. That would be crazy. So they usually just do samples. I don't know the exact number, but it's just a a small number from each industry and then it's almost as if because it's random if that small sample is telling you this then that should be representative of the whole industry (laughs) no it kind of works think about it it kind of works if if your if your sample is large enough and it's random it kind of works but how because okay i'll give you another thing will be something like retail sales numbers right yeah that's something that gets produced us uk so it's telling you how is the retail sector doing are they selling a lot right Mm -hmm. again they can't ask every single retail person every single retail company for them to provide the numbers so let's just say there's a thousand shops in the uk obviously there's more they might take a hundred and interview them and, and if, if a hundred is doing a, a certain amount then it's most likely that the everyone other else, else exactly. is doing exactly because remember that hundred of that hundred 10 might be in this sector, 10 might be in this area. To, so everything represents the whole... But they all might be affected by one thing exactly that's happening sp- in... Specifically to them, yeah. yes, it does. Okay. But if you have a large enough sample, it should tell you. like a, It should give you a good indication, right? 
and then so i mentioned earlier that they split the numbers in manufacturing and non-manufacturing mm-hmm. so manufacturing if you look at i don't know most developed economies like the us or the uk over say 50 years manufacturing jobs have been declining right so back in the day 30 40 years ago so many people worked in factories coal mines anything kind of physical right industrial kind of production kind of uh, sectors mm-hmm. there were loads of people in that that mm-hmm. has huh? that has declined that has declined a yeah. lot right um but peop- so they would so would they need to change how they no so what so 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 what what they because that's that's been declining yeah they still look at manufacturing and non-manufacturing, but non-manufacturing is obviously a lot bigger than manufacturing. Yeah. But what it is, manufacturing, it's almost like, okay, if you go to Marks and Spencer's mm-hmm. and you buy, I don't know, you buy a sandwich, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of services, right? Because yeah. you bought something from a shop, right? Mm-hmm. But when Marks and Spencer's got the sandwich, that was like a manufacturing thing. So it, in yeah. a way, the manufacturing data tells you a lot about what's going to happen with services because if manufacturers really slow that means those services companies aren't buying much right mm. so the manufacturing data although it's such a small part of the economy if you have a very very low unemployment rates in sorry if you're finding high unemployment in manufacturing that's telling you there's no lot of demand for manufacturing mm-hmm. right that tells you those services companies are not getting getting things produced to be selling on to consumers mm-hmm. so it, it it's it's like it kind of leads and that has has that been happening because i know there's a lot of stores so, that have been yes. closing like well, you said marks and spencers they yeah. are closing a lot of stores they are it's okay with marks and spencers specific i don't know yeah in the uk i'm not sure but in germany for example manufacturing has plummeted as in it's really really low right and every month it's been getting lower whereas the um, services has been fairly stable and if you look at the employment numbers within those sectors, it's, it's a similar trend. So now the question is, as manufacturing has been going lower and lower, but services has been fairly stable, when is manufacturing going to impact services? Mm. Or will it? And if it doesn't, why doesn't it? So, yeah. there's um, Yeah, that's, that's, that's why you look at manufacturing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the non-manufacturing is definitely the larger, um, the larger whatever sector. Do you think soon they will start looking to say like technology because that is taken you, over? You can look at tech now, and it's uh, funny you say that. Technology is for the first time since I can't remember, maybe ninety something. For the first time since ninety something, the amount of technology companies, their value is larger than the amount of financial services companies. So tech has been, if if you look at it from just listed companies' perspective as a share they've been growing like rapidly this is the first time ever they've been that in fact they're the largest sector in most i bet yeah if you if you look at say data in it yeah data data stuff i don't know it's again i was having a conversation (laughs) about this because facebook and all these guys that have all our data they obviously will go through these um cases with the regulators and stuff Mm -hmm. right so that netflix documentary is amazing by the way which one is that um let me, let me the cambridge analytica yeah oh my god you watched it it it's, was it, amazing I was, tell, did you see the one with the votes in trinidad oh my gosh that so got me upset it, it's re and they did in ghana as well 
They did in Ghana. They did in Nigeria. I know that's what they were saying that it wasn't. It wasn't just Trinidad. They did. Yeah, they, they did, did loads so of countries. So we're, we're we're going a bit off topic, but if you can watch what's this that, documentary, that what's documentary? do you remember the name? I'm go- keep on talking. I'm going to find it. it should be so what what so Cambridge Analytica, right? People might remember that they got into trouble for. Um, what were they going to trouble for? Oh, uh, for, for get it, uh, scraping people's data off Facebook. Yeah, and um, using it for, say, um, yeah. for voting for Trump and yeah. even for Brexit as well. Even for Brexit, yeah. So they did this thing where, so in Trinidad, there's two main parties. One is Indian and one is majority Indian people. One is majority mm-hmm. black yeah. people. So the Indian guys hired Cambridge Analytica for help on the um, election campaign, right? So what Cambridge Analytica did is they came in and started a social media campaign, which basically said to the um, youngsters or the young voters, don't vote. By the way, it's called The Great Hack. The gra- Okay, so the documentary is called The Great Hack. So Amazing. they came into Trinidad, did this whole social media campaign with musicians, hashtag, everything. Oh my basically telling the kids, don't vote. So it became like a trend of, yeah, don't and vote. There were musicians. And it was more towards the black, the black side. Yeah, they focused... Of, of more mainly on the, on black. the black side of Trinidad. So they did that, and what happened? All the youths, they bought it. They started retweeting it, posting it, whatever. And when it came to election day, a lot of the black youths didn't vote. But guess what the Indians did? <laughs> they, they all voted. voted. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously the Indian party won. So yeah, so it's, it's, it's so simple when you think about it. That was probably one so of the effective. best documentaries or best things I've watched on Netflix this year. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good, I must say. And it tells you how simple it is for these companies to, to actually manipulate use, you. Yeah, to use our data and to make you think you want to do something. And you do it thinking, oh, no, this is me. This is not no one telling me. So, um, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that was, <laughs> that was a right. bit of a tangent, but yeah, yeah. go on. Uh, <laughs> so where were we? So what were you saying? Tech. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Technology is becoming more and more important. Um, employment within technology is also more and more important. Um, yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, so I know you mentioned quite a lot about the US. What about the UK? The UK. So I have some stuff. I actually looked up some numbers on the UK. And if my phone lets me get in, then I can. Okay, cool. <laughs> so um, just I just looked at the um, the demo- L- L- London demographic and the UK demographic oh, just to get a few numbers. Uh, and um, there's this thing called the employment rate. So it means of people that are able to work how many of them actually have a job? So obviously the higher the number, the more people have jobs, right? Mm-hmm. So I just looked at those two numbers in the, in London and the UK and I looked at it for white population and black population. Oh wow, you was able to do that? Yeah, there's so much data on this. So there might even be a part two of this episode because there's so much data I didn't actually realise. Like there's so much. And um, so in London, the white population is 78% are employed. Unemployed? Black, uh, employed, employed. Okay. That's this is the employment rate, yeah. And the black population is sixty-seven point eight. Yeah, less, right? Actually, a lot less. <laughs> ten, Hold on. Almost by ten percent. Seventy-eight percent of white. white people are employed. Sixty-seven percent of, of black, black people are employed. Yeah, of those that can work, right? Of those that as can in work. they're old enough to work and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Then I looked at okay, what? How has this changed compared to ten years ago? Mm-hmm. So for white. For the white um, demographic, for the white group, <laughs> it's grown. That number has grown by 7.5%. Okay. For the black population, it's grown by 18%, which is okay. quite, yeah, almost twice, right? And that's in London. Then I looked at UK-wide, 
Uh, for white people, the number is very similar, 76%. Mm-hmm. For black people, 66 so again, very oh similar. Yeah, very similar, yeah. Um, how, how, what, how has this changed Ten over ten the last 10 years? Yeah. White group, 4.4%. Black group, 12%. Which, is, it, it kind of tells you though, because... Because the black population is always starting from a lower base. And growing. So it grows faster, right? Yeah. Because it's a lower base. And I don't think it's a bad thing. You say it's below, but I don't think there's that much difference. There isn't, yeah. There isn't that much. And and the the thing is... And then you have to look into it more, into like the reasons why. This is it. Exactly. There's a lot more questions that need to go There's so much more. I was just about to say, we can't just look at these numbers and say, okay, yeah, it's because of this. No, there's a lot more that goes into it. But I just found it interesting that... Actually, I'm happy. I'm okay with those numbers. Yeah, I, I like the fact that the black population is growing by so much faster. Because let's not forget, if this, if these growth, the growth rates for the for the black population doesn't change at some point, it will catch up, mm. right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, there were a lot more numbers, but I I didn't have the time to. What kind about? Of, did, it, did it go into ages or? It, it goes into age. It goes into gender. It goes to, into everything. But again, I didn't have the time to look <laughs> yeah. into it, so I couldn't. But it's all there. That's why I said there probably will be a part two of this one. Yeah. Because there's so much stuff. Um. So last the 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 last data that came out for the UK, as in the employment data, so the the equivalent of the non-farm payroll in the UK, which in the UK it's called three, two, one. <laughs> um, no, there was a name for it which I now can't find. Yeah, so um, the last report that came out for the UK, for example, the main main points from it, that employment rate that I mentioned, as in the the people that are able to work, the percentage of those that do have work, whatever, it's uh, 76% for UK-wide. So mm-hmm. this is not just by race or whatever. Um, unemployment rate, so this is the number of unemployed people, right? People that want jobs but can't find jobs is 39 which is slightly lower than it was a year ago. Um, yeah, if you compare that to the US, for example, the US unemployment rate is 3.7, so very similar. Mm-hmm. And they're all like multi-year record lows. So I think for the US, it's definitely in the last 50 years. For the UK, I'm not too sure. Upon um, your research, was there anything that really stood out to you? Uh one th- yeah one thing that actually stood out was the um so the growth in wages right mm-hmm. the increase in wages it was re- it was like 3.7 no it's quite high actually if you think of it as really? a as a whole yeah as a whole that was quite high but <laughs> then i think about when you speak to people everyone could compl- was that in london in the uk that's uk okay it was 3.7 but I didn't have the number for London, which probably would have been more interesting. Yeah. Because right. um, the, the way things are... I, in fact, I was surprised that that number was even positive because I didn't realise wages had been growing in the UK, especially and if And that's we, over 10 years, was that? N- no. So this was uh, relative to last year. Oh, okay, cool. Because since the actual Brexit vote, so since 2016, mm-hmm. things had kind of been flat. Uh, companies haven't really been investing. They haven't been hiring a lot more, like mm-hmm. nothing. So yeah, that probably be a good time to do part two, probably just after Brexit around November, yeah, December. Maybe, to yeah, see. maybe we'll do, and then yeah. we'll we'll add some pre-Brexit vote and post-Brexit yeah. vote statistics. I think yeah, we can do that. 
so that's it. That kind of that's kind of what stood out. But um, yeah, this is as per usual is to give you guys a small insight into something, and that something today was employment. Oh yeah, what did you think, Alicia? It was a it's good okay. little yeah. g- informative episode. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Learned a couple of things. Yeah. For once, we had um, information and s- statistics on UK because yeah. we rarely have that. Rarely Everything there. is always based on the US, so that yeah. is good. Uh, yeah. And the fact that there's so much of it as well. There is. And then there was so much on London as well. So you can make that comparison as well. So yeah, look, look out for part two. Okay. So we haven't done this in a while. So what have you learned this week? Well, you start. <laughs> No, I'll ask you first. <laughs> you start, mate. It's Listen, your idea. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find. I'm trying, to, trying think. to find what you I'm learned. Trying to find. <laughs> huh? Trying to find what you learned. Um, okay, well, I learned something about. So actually, I watched a documentary. Uh, it was on um, honey. No, not honey. Syrup, maple syrup. Mm-hmm. So maple syrup in Canada, is like a cartel. It's it's serious what? stuff. Yeah, it's serious stuff. People get killed and kid. Maple syrup. It's just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's serious stuff, yeah. Maple syrup is is uh, controlled. Where did you get this information from? Netflix. Okay. There's a little documentary, like twenty minute documentary. Oh, yeah. So may, when you and maple syrup is actually a very specific thing, which again I didn't realize, which is um it's made in Canada. Um, and in Canada they, if you go to a restaurant and you have maple syrup and it's not real maple syrup, it's a big deal. It's like a very offensive thing to do. <laughs> yeah, maple. Yeah, just watch it. Just watch that. Do you remember what it's called? I can't remember. Something maple syrup or syrup. <laughs> something syrup. But there is a cartel basically, which dictates who gets to to sell maple syrup for how much, etc. Wow. They control the prices. They control production. Yeah, serious stuff. Well, for me, this week has been a bit of a slow week. So I've just went on um, the internet. Okay, you mean the internet? Yeah, the internet. (laughs) And I found some information literally just now. So Notre Dame. The thing, the church in Paris. Yeah. Has roughly 180,000 bees living on its rooftop. And they all survived the 2019 fire. They all survived (laughs) it? Really? Supposedly. How? Listen, I just said, I, I just Googled. Oh, that's a fun fact. Someone said someone counted. Who was counting them? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question, though. And how did they count them? So, yeah. Okay. Well, big up to the bees. Because bees are actually very important to our ecosystem. People don't actually realize that, but bees are really important. I didn't realize it. Someone at work told me that if bees get extinct, some certain foods we grow... Stuff like that, I, I don't remember. But bees are important to our ecosystem. So one comment was, smoke subdues bees, so they all stayed in one place. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's why, you know, when you see these, um, I don't know what they're called, but these professional honey guys, that mm. they, there's always smoke. Yeah. They always have smoke, yeah. It's true. When it, you see like a big thing, co- is it cohort? Bee, beehive? Yeah. Whatever you call them, yeah. <laughs> My English is terrible. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is this is our cue to end this. Um, so, as always, guys, please subscribe, um, comment, leave feedback. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Making Sense PC. 
Um, we're also on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Castbox, Stitcher. Yeah, all the media outlets. So please, please let us know what you want to hear as well. We'll be very grateful. Thank you for all your messages. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. See you next time. Peace. Bye.